Joining us in this hour, I'm Leslie Marshall. He is Neil Soroka. He's Communications Director of Democracy for America, the DFA. They're a million-member-strong National Progressive Political Action Committee founded by Governor Howard Dean back in 2004. More than a pleasure to have Neil with us. Neil, good afternoon and welcome. Great to be here, Leslie. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, I was supposed to have a phone meeting with somebody who was at the Netroots Nation. And uh, this is one of the largest gatherings of progressives and the Democratic activist base. It uh, kicks off in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Tell folks about who are not familiar with Netroots and the Netroots Conference. I wish I could be there, but I'm in L.A. uh, uh, reporting and, you know, doing stuff for my normal uh, (laughs) location uh, in Southern Cal. Uh, Tell folks about Netroots Nation who are not familiar. Yeah, I mean, Netroots Nation is basically the the, the family reunion union of the progressive movement. You know, what's really exciting about it, it's, it's, the, it's the conference that came out of uh, Yearly Coast, which was, you know, founded by a lot of the people um, from Daily Coast, and they all decided uh, now 10 years ago that they wanted to get together once a year and, and meet in person rather than just arguing out politics online. And what's happened over the last 10 years uh, is a conference where uh, you're bringing together both um, uh, grassroots activists, um, organizations like Democracy for America, big labor unions, everyone working together, talking about how we can move this country forward and in a more progressive direction. Um, And it ends up being just a big, uh, like I said, a family reunion of sorts, um, where we get to talk about the issues of the day. Um, In this case, where everyone's getting excited uh, for the 2016 presidential election, we're going to have Bernie Sanders and Martin O'Malley speaking on Saturday in front of the the whole group. And, um, you know, really just getting ready for the next, uh, you know, series of fights that we're waging all across the country on everything from uh, income inequality to, you know, gun violence prevention and, and everything in between. So that people, you know, un- understand, uh, you know, this is how did this become one of the largest gatherings of progressives and the Democratic activist base? And, you know, what in a sense took them so long? I mean, we have, yeah, we, right. we, I mean, I mean, the conservatives definitely have their share of meetings, right? Yeah, no, they definitely do. I mean, this is, I, you know, what I, what I think this speaks to is the power of online grassroots activists um, that, you know, 10 years ago, a bunch of people talking on a blog decided we wanted to have a conference. And all of a sudden, you know, just even a few years later, that was a place where presidential candidates want to, want to speak to. It, it kind of, I, I think this was a really a, a self-organized convention initially. Now it's becoming a little bit more professionalized. And, you know, I, I think it, this is a chance for everyone to get together and, uh, meet in person. Uh, some, so, so much of our interactions, I think, as a movement happen online, which is great. But uh, sometimes the most interesting discussions that you can have are, and that roots nation are the ones that you have outside um, the, the conference rooms um, with the random people that you meet. And oftentimes those are the places where, you know, big ideas happen. Just a few years ago, for instance, a bunch of us got together, uh, you know, Democracy for America, our friends at the Progressive Change Campaign Kitty, Committee, Move On, and and we, we were tired, for instance, of the fact that we were fighting um, even our own Democratic president uh, against cuts to uh, Medicare, Medicaid, or Social Security benefits. We know that there's a retirement security crisis in this country, and we, and we were sick and tired of always having to be in this defensive crouch. And it was actually at Netroots Nation two years ago where all of us sat in a room together, said we're tired of playing on defense and we need to go on offense. And we started, or you know, in that meeting, we decided that we were going to start organizing around the idea of Social Security expansion. And lo and behold, uh, 
a few years later, because of the conversations that first started at Netroots, not only is there a broad consensus within the progressive movement that we shouldn't be talking about cutting Social Security, we should be talking about expanding Absolutely. Them. Neil, hang on. Quick break. Back after this. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. This is the Leslie Marshall Show. I'm sure you've heard me tell you about the performance-enhancing veggies that help improve circulation, energy, and stamina, right? Well, a specific vegetable tops that list. It exists, it's out there, and you need to get some. They're called beets. They're loaded with dietary nitrates. They boost nitric oxide levels in your body for more energy and stamina. And they don't have the crash of fake energy drinks. But you might say, Leslie, I don't care how good they are for me. I'm not going to sit there and eat a bowl of beets. I don't want you to. What I want you to do is do something I do every morning. I want you to get super beets. They're delicious. They're a circulation superfood. You can mix it in water, put it in a smoothie or a protein shake like I do every morning. Drink it every day, once a day. But here's the secret. Super beets are light dried. So those dietary nitrates, they're protected. And it is great for your blood pressure, healthy blood pressure, and to get better circulation, even to your most uh, intimate parts. You know what I mean, ladies, guys? You'll feel that boost of energy. You'll feel the stamina. And you'll feel it. Take, Take my challenge. In about 20 minutes, guaranteed. You can set your watch by it. Plus, Super Beats now comes in black cherry flavor. So if taste was an issue, even though Super Beats taste great, even greater with black cherry if you, if that's what, you know, Leslie, I don't like the taste or worried about the taste, you like black cherry, who doesn't, right? If that, don't let it hold you back. Now's the time to try it. You get a 30-day bonus supply free with your first order, plus you get the book Beat the Odds for free and free shipping as well. This is, like I said, guaranteed or your money back. I wouldn't offer this to you if I didn't feel confident, didn't use it myself. I take Super Beats every day. It's my new favorite thing. I have energy. Within 20 minutes of taking it, I want you to feel it too or you get your money back. So call 800-305-6011 or go to LeslieLovesBeats.com. That number, 800-305-6011, 800-305-6011. Or just log on to LeslieLovesBeats.com because I do, LeslieLovesBeats.com. Back with our guest in this hour. Pick up the phone and join us if you have questions or comments. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Follow us on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Communications Director of Democracy for America, the DFA, Neil Sroka. Uh, Neil, sorry for having to uh, go to our quick break there. Didn't want to cut you off. But you were talking about how this uh, – do you think this conference, especially in light of the fact, you know, we need more Democrats to vote? In every yep. election, especially midterms, even though we have a general election coming up, do you, you know, obviously the goal, one of the goals of Netroots is not just for, you know, to have this large gathering of progressism and, and Democrats, um, but also to activate that base and, and to ignite that base to, you know, call them to action, including voting and getting out the word about these candidates, correct? And these issues. Yeah, the, the really important thing here is that the conversations that happen at, at Netroots Nation aren't just conversations, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a circular discussion within ourselves. There are so many of uh, the panel presentations that are happening. There's a whole series of trainings that are happening about how do you use the skills we learn and the skills we can learn from each other at an event like this to actually get more voters to turn out, uh, 
to make sure that we're reaching the diverse array of communities that are uh, supporting, you know, progressives all across the country and are actually, it's a very action-oriented conference. And in fact, tomorrow, in fact, we're going to be taking direct action here. We're in Phoenix. Uh, immigration is at the top of so many people's minds. And tomorrow, uh, there's going to be a giant protest uh, of Joe Arpaio uh, right here in Phoenix uh, with all of the uh, progressives that are at the Netroot Station conference. So we're not just talking, we're also taking action. And I was going to ask you how that's or how things are different, um, would you say, with other, other than the ideology and the just the comp- composition of the crowd. But how do you think it differs from, you know, these huge conferences that the right always has? Yeah, I mean, the big difference between uh, the, the Netroots Nation and, and CPAC, for instance, which is like the big uh, conference that everyone knows, is that um, CPAC, if you've heard about anybody that's gone to it, uh, uh, you know, it's it's basically just a, a, a series of, of uh, giant speeches by um, party leaders and, you know, conservative activists. Everyone is sitting in an audience listening to somebody on the stage spout off and say whatever crazy nonsense they're saying that day. Uh, Network Nation is totally different. Sure, we have a, we have a number of, of big speeches uh, where there's, like I said, uh, on Saturday you're going to have Bernie Sanders and Martin O'Malley answering questions specifically on immigration. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, uh, we're, Elizabeth Warren is going to be opening and doing the, the morning keynote, which folks are really excited about. But actually the bulk of the conference are uh, training sessions and uh, panel discussions that actually have real activists on them that are doing real work and build and the whole point of Netroots Nation conference is not the conference in and of itself, but all the action that this conference can help inspire to take place after it happens. That this isn't just uh, a, a time where we all get together and chit-chat, but where we actually build skills and make plans to do bigger things um, for, through the year to come. What has been the most encouraging part of this conference for you? You know, I think we've already started, um, you know, it, it, this is the first day, so we're still seeing it. But what's really exciting here is um, oftentimes the net roots and kind of online progressive activists are, are, you know, kind of thought of as, you know, just a bunch of white guys sitting in their parents' basements blogging. Um, and what you see here, because uh, Netroots Nation has made a real uh, uh, effort um, to kind of uh, bring in different communities. So we've got a lot of uh, dreamers here. We've got a lot of immigration rights activists, uh, the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, is is a real presence at this year's conference. I think what the real thing that we're seeing is the breadth and strength and diversity of the progressive movement, uh, and you really kind of feel it on the floor. This is a, 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 a an energetic movement of young and old people, uh, people of all different colors, all brought together um, to fight for progressive change, and and that's the really interesting and exciting thing I think about this year's conference. Uh, no question about it. We have a lot of other things to talk about. What else do you want folks know to, about, uh, to know about this conference or some of the players, some of the speakers? Yeah, I mean, I, so I think uh, people are really uh, – the other thing that's happening this evening is uh, Donna Edwards, uh, candidate for Senate, um, an African-American woman uh, who's running in Maryland, is going to be one of the big keynote speakers uh, tonight. I think folks are really excited about that as well. Uh, you know, the, the year before an election is oftentimes one of the places where uh, Netroots Nation is the most interesting because you actually have the primary folks coming out. It matters, for instance, that Donna Edwards is flying all the way from 
Maryland to meet with uh, these progressive activists here because she's one of us. We've been, you know, Democracy for America, the organization I work for, we've supported Don Edwards numerous times for her campaign to Congress, including, you know, her very first one that she lost and eventually ended up winning uh, the next time around. Uh, you know, we ha- I think Donna coming out and leaning on the grassroots progressive base at- that comes to these sort of conference uh, for her Senate race really speaks to what kind of candidate she's going to be and uh, what kind of uh, senator we might have if we had her in the, White- in-, in the Senate. So we're really – I'm really looking forward to her, her speech tonight as well. Uh, no question about it. Uh, when we uh, look at Netroots Nation, we're talking more than 3,000 progressive activists, leaders discussing key issues, strategizing for the upcoming political battles. Um, what are people talking about, although just the first day, as some of those battles and uh, key issues uh, that people want to talk about? And care you know, about? I think... I, I think, uh, you know, the big issue um, that people want to take on is, you know, what uh, we at Democracy for America view as the moral issue of our time, income inequality. Um, income inequality is, this, is, is a big fancy word, but basically talks about all the various problems um, that we have in this country, from money and politics um, to the rich getting richer and everyone, in, everyone else getting less, um, and uh, the wage stagnation and uh, the struggle of so many people that kind of uh, stay in or get to the middle class, it all reaches back to this notion that uh, of income inequality in a way that we combat this. So I think what's really uh, interesting is that we're having a bunch of different discussions, whether it's about um, the fight against police brutality or uh, the fight against uh, the fight for immigration reform. All of these things come come back to this issue of income inequality and and the fact that uh, everyone else uh, other than the very wealthy are getting squeezed and having a harder time getting access to the American dream. And I think uh, that's the kind of interesting thread that we see at Democracy for America linking so many of these progressive issues together, that if we can figure out how to make uh, incomes more equal in this country and more fair and make sure that the people that are working the hardest are actually the ones that are getting paid well, um, you know, I think that we can start to deal with a lot of the other problems that, you know, each individual panel or or, or side discussion is kind of engaging on. Anything else about uh, that uh, conference that you're at, Lucky Dog, Um, and, uh, (laughs) you know, the Netroots conference before we talk about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and their cash flow? yeah, make sure make sure you uh, visit netrootsnation.org and uh, think about it. if you're not if you're not able to come, if you're in the Phoenix area, hey, uh, come on come on by this weekend. You, there's plenty of places to get in and and in the future, make sure you think about joining us at a station in the future. It it really is an activist uh, conference, and I know the listeners to Leslie Marshall show are, are, would would love it here. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no question about it. Um, and for folks on Twitter, some people that go to Net, uh, Netroots Nation, it's really at Netroots underscore uh, Nation, so that people have the right uh, Twitter page for that. Um, let, let's talk about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Uh, right now, Hillary Clinton's cashing in. Donald Trump is in the uh, dead last place for the campaign money race, at least for the campaign of 2016. But Donald Trump doesn't seem to care because he says he has his own money, doesn't necessarily uh, need to get money. Or is this uh, a bigger deal? I mean, Hillary Clinton, the, the campaign has incredible, incredible fundraising power. They've raked in more than $47 million in the second quarter of 2015, and that's three times as much as her closest rival, Bernie Sanders. Of course, he's not taking any corporate money. And also more than the top six Republicans combined. Um, so does the one with the most money have a better chance of winning? 
You know, I think uh, money certainly matters. There's no, there's a reason why they call it the mother smoke of politics. But let's say this: one thing, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, definitely uh, raised a, a great deal of money, um, more than any other candidate, into her direct pack, and that's their your direct campaign, which is really important. Uh, you, you'll hear things about Jeb Bush having raised well over a hundred million dollars, but uh, that's because so much of that money is flooding into super PAC, so it's coming from a small group of people who are able to give tons and tons of money. The other thing that's really interesting about the money race going on right now is while Hillary Clinton has uh, is you know definitely leading all the other Democratic candidates, Bernie Sanders, with the over $15 million that he raised, I think it was $15.2 million, he has raised money from more individuals than any of the other candidates, Democrat, Republican, or you know independent. That is a very powerful number because the thing to remember is uh, it, that's not people maxing out at 20, the $2,600 that you know, you're allowed to, to, to give to a candidate. Those are people that he'll be able to go back to over and over again throughout his campaign and say, you've already invested this much. Would you give us a little bit more so we can take on that action? You know, we have always encouraged candidates at, at Democracy for America to go for those small-dollar contributions because not only are those people that you'll be able to come back to repeatedly throughout a campaign um, and, and will prevent you from running out of money, but also those are the people that are giving you 50, 20, 25 bucks. Those are people that are also going to volunteer for your campaign, and it's incredibly powerful to have that grassroots support, especially when you're running an underdog primary race. And let's look at uh, money, not just who's up and who's down, but, you know, uh, who, who's, I mean, not just who has the most, who's up, who's down. Um, on the left, both Hillary uh, Clinton and Senator Bernie Sanders are up, and Jeb Bush is up. Um, she's raised a whopping $47.5 million for her campaign, like I said, more than uh, her uh, rivals. Uh, the closest rivals in the polls are Sanders, Bush, Cruz, and Rubio combined. Uh, the campaign uh, said 61% of her donors were women. Can you speak to that? Because I think that's yeah, essential. I, I, think, I think that is essential. Women oh, and another thing, in- another thing for grassroots, 94% of her donations, $250 or less. So in other words, yeah. she's got corporate money and doing what Senator Sanders is doing. I think, listen, I think it's really exciting that all the candidates on the Democratic side of things are running, uh, you know, campaigns really focused on earning support from small dollar contributors all across the country. I think that, like I said, it's, it's not just uh, that $25 that you're giving your chosen candidate matters, but even more, it matters that you're going to be involved in the campaign, that you're bought in and want to figure out a way to get your candidate into office. And that's the thing that so many of these Republicans miss, is that if you're spending all your time kowtowing to millionaires and billionaires, you're not going to have the grassroots troops on the ground uh, that it takes to win a really competitive primary process. Um, and, and, you know, the one thing that Democrats uh, really have going for them is that as um, activists, all of us are really familiar with the idea of giving a little bit of money to candidates that you support. And that means that, uh, you know, not only can, can we support, you know, big-name candidates like uh, Secretary Clinton and and, and Bernie Sanders, but that also bleeds down into Senate races and House races. We, you know, Elizabeth Warren was able to run, uh, you know, raise tons of money from similar small-dollar contributions, and frankly, that's how we're going to find another uh, Elizabeth Warren to put in, in the Senate. Uh, you know, Donna Edwards, uh, like I mentioned before, she's speaking tonight here at Nutroots Nation. She's also being primarily funded by those small-dollar contributions. That matters, and it's a clear way for, uh, you know, regular party activists like all of us uh, to get involved in help candidates that, that we really want to see in office. 
And when we look at who's down, Donald Trump, Rick Perry, Rick Santorum, yet then let's look at poll numbers, okay? Um, people, people like to say Hillary Clinton's numbers are down. She's not really down. She's just down lower in the trust department, right, uh, across yep. the board. Um, speak to us um, about that number uh, specifically and how much that matters this far away from Election Day and if it matters, quite frankly, at all. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're talking about um, the Republican side of things, you're dealing so much with just a matter of name ID at the moment. I I think we oftentimes, uh, in in the media and in the activist class, we we obviously focus on on poll numbers because those are the things in front of us. But honestly, the only poll, and and it's kind of a, a, a... you know, a, a, a truism, but it sounds a little bit hokey. The only poll that really matters is the one that happens on Election Day. And um, th- these poll numbers are a good indication now of who people have heard of, who they might uh, support going forward. Um, but none of them are, you know, history. Uh, otherwise, we would have had, uh, you know, um, you know, whoever was up in the polls in in in, in 2000, uh, you know, you know, you would have had a, a Bill Bradley, you know, presidential election, and if you had if you had polled back in 2000, uh, who Democrats wanted. So I think the, the big thing is listen to polls; they reflect where people are right now. They're just a snapshot in time. But really, what's important is the uh, the grassroots momentum that's building behind any candidate um, over time, and whether or not a campaign can. Pro- properly harness that grassroots support into a real force for uh, victory uh, when the primary day comes around. Thank you for being with us. You were great. I think your first time with us, Neil, and I'd yeah. like to have you back on the show again. Uh, Neil Soroka, Communications Director of Democracy for America, the DFA, joining us live in Phoenix, Arizona, from the Netroots Conference, which started today. Follow him on Twitter at N Soroka. That's S-R-O-K-A. And the website for the DFA is democracyforamerica.com. We'll be How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.